This is Together 24-7, episode number 19. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, Together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I am the smarter, better-looking co-host, Barry Cohen. <laughs> Anybody who knows us, who's ever met us, knows that that's not true. I am the other co-host, Catherine Cohen, and I will leave it at that. Can I just have it for a minute? You can have it for a minute. Thank you are you. the smarter, better-looking co-host today. I'll All day. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Catherine, why don't you tell us who our guests are today? Okay, so today we're going to be talking to Chris and Barbara Taylor. Uh, their company is Alan Taylor and Company and M&A Advisors. So uh, Chris was uh, born, raised in Castle Rock, Colorado, and uh, Barbara is out of Seattle, Washington. So, of course, they ended up in Arkansas, in Northwest West Arkansas. That's where everybody goes. That's where everybody it? goes. It's all, where all the MBAs wind up is Arkansas. That's, That's right. Perfect sense. That makes perfect sense to me. They are married. They've been married for 13 years. They've got two boys, ages 9 and 11. Um, they've both been uh, entrepreneurs before. They're big business people. Um, they've been in business together for quite some time now. I believe it was, yes, 2003. Um, and they worked in corporate America together for two years. So they didn't kill each other there. And then they said, Hey, let's start a business. Well, they together. probably had a cubicle separating them in corporate America. They, so they, they we'll find out though. Did. We, we, they, there wasn't separation enough. Let me tell you. Wasn't, <laughs> all right. Well, this is going to be, we almost came to blows in corporate America. <laughs> so, so instead you said, okay, let's just go into business together. That, that's a smart idea. That is a yep. smart idea. So um, why don't you guys go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your company, what it is that you guys are doing over there and, uh, and you know, why you do what you do. Okay. Robert, I guess. In or go ahead. Sure. I'll go ahead and start. So uh, we started our M&A advisory firm in 2006 after we sold our own business and um, the, the first business we started in 2003, this is actually the second of three businesses we've started together. Um, but uh, what we do is we help exiting business owners figure out how to leave their business. Uh, most times what we're doing is helping people sell. And um, most of the business owners that we work with uh, are founders. Um, their businesses are closely held. They're usually owned by just them and a spouse or some family members or a small handful of partners. And in terms of size business, they tend to have anywhere from $2 million to $50 million in annual gross revenues. So uh, we actually end up working with a lot of um, couples who are in business together and have been for quite some time. And uh, as I was thinking about this interview, I immediately thought of a, of a couple that 
we worked with uh, not too long ago, and they'd um, been in business together for 30 years. And the wife was quick to point out that, um, or they'd been married, excuse me, they'd been married for 30 years. And she was quick to point out that they had been in business together that whole time. So it was really like being married for six years. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And I'm going to ask an off topic question, uh, not in the list, but I think it's interesting because a lot of our listeners are just starting to think about getting into business together. When you're doing your business plan, is that something that you should think about is you know, hey, is this the point that we want to exit? Is this the point that we want to look at something new? Or does that just develop as you're in business together? Well, you know, Chris and I have strong feelings about that. And Chris, I'll let you say what you want to say in just one second here. But um, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is you should be thinking about an exit strategy when when you start your business. Uh, The reality is, though, that few business owners are forced to do that the exception would be like a business where you're going to go out and try and get venture capital. So if you're starting that type of business, uh, the venture capitalists are going to immediately ask you what your exit strategy is, and you're going to have to have a plan. But as we know, that that's a small percentage of, of people starting a business. Uh, most people start the business. They have no thought. They give no thought to what they'll do when they're done, uh, whether that's in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is. And then what a lot of people end up doing is waiting for a trigger event to help them make the decision to sell. Um, and Chris, I'll let you go ahead and add your two cents on that. I, you know, I guess when, 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 when we get that question, you know, should we, should we start a business with a, with an exit, uh, strategy in mind? Um, you know, having been through literally hundreds and hundreds of engagements, um, studying business like we have, um, we always, find it, um, you know, fascinating that the businesses that are run better, the businesses that are more profitable, uh, the businesses that are quite frankly, just a, you know, funner to be in is funner a word. I don't know if it is. It is now. It is now. And Barbara being, being with a, a, um, you know, a, 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 an English major, I, I get corrected at least three or four times a day, but um, the 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 people that have the exit strategy in place, um, it's a it's a much clearer, more succinct, um, better flowing uh, business, and and uh, you just you just run it differently, you run it better, and you understand uh, uh, your your components of your business because to put together an exit strategy, uh, you really have to take a deep dive into all the, all the internal and external components of your business. Uh, so again, we, we, when, when we see and we, we talk with somebody who has strategized in not only how to start the business, but how to exit and when to exit, uh, it's just a much, uh, a, a much, you know, a, a better run business. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's super important for people to think about. And, and just for additional clarification, you may get corrected three times a day because of an English major. I get corrected at least 12 times a day because of a woman. <laughs> so just, you know, you're, you're doing good. Okay, good. Um, so I want to ba- jump back a little bit to personal stuff. The boys now are 9 and 11. And while this is big numbers, big contacts, big client type of things, uh, ty- type of business, um, you're dealing in the millions and millions of dollars. What's the boys' understanding of the business and, and, and how are they, or if they are, participating in any way, shape, or form in the business? 
Um, let me, I'll just jump in and, and um, I, I don't think that they participate um, very much at all in the business. I, I think that our oldest one, uh, Ian, uh, who uh, is 12, I, I think he's starting to conceptualize what it is that we do. But I think, you know, it, it, you know our, our income uh, in, in our lives is, is considered lumpy. We get these you know, massive, massive amount uh, of influx of, of, of cash into the business, into the household. So I think they, they kind of equate what it is that we do. Um, that if you know, mom and dad have gone out and we've had a, we've, we've had a big kill. Uh, they start asking us about the newest PlayStations. They start asking asking about how how is this going to benefit me? I think that's really the kind of the the depth at, at which they kind of even think about what it is that we do, Barbara. Yeah, I I think that um, our our eleven year old understands what we do. He he understands that we help people sell their business. Um, uh, and you know, we, we try and, and shield them as much as we can from a lot of the more stressful times in our business, which there are, there are always stressful times in our business and in any business. Um, but regardless, like Chris said, they have pretty much figured out that, you know, when we have a big deal close and pretty much all of our deals are big, um, that that's, that's a good thing. Yep. And and they feel the stress when they know that the X Y Z deal is is not going well. And it, again, we we do our best to shelter them from that. But it's yep. it's really hard. I think the other thing that they've realized, I, I, especially can, the can I add can I add just one comment to that? If if I don't interject and get it in, I I, I forget and the and the point is lost. <laughs> I, I understand. Uh, I I grew up in a family business and and I wanted to really you know put some color around the statement that Barbara made about shielding your kids from your business. I grew up in a in a family business, um, and it, it the the one of the huge kind of complaints that I had about my father in general is when things weren't going well. Um, he made that known within the house. He made that known within um, you know his his purchasing ability. Um, he would get all freaked out. He would get stressed. He would get scared. And he would convey that across, you know, we, I come from a family of six children. He would convey that across all of us. And, and I remember, um, you know, being a, a young child, maybe six or seven or eight years old, and having to share that fear and that stress was just something that I wasn't ready for. Uh, he would come home and, and say, you know, hey, we, we, we're, we're not going to be able to eat. We're going to have to get hot dogs and eat hot dogs for, for our meals and and he, you know, the, the, the complaint that I have about that and, and what Barbara and I have really tried to do is we've gone through some really stressful times in our business. And I think I'm very proud of the fact um, that our boys uh, knew nothing about those really, really hard times. Um, and when we have to put on our parental game faces, I think Barbara and I are really good at that. Um, uh, taking them out to eat or, you know, trying to, you know, get through a stressful situation and doing something with our children. And they, 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 they couldn't, uh, they have no idea uh, that we are facing something extremely stressful. So I'm very proud of that fact. And I think, you know, my advice to any, you know, parents uh, that are going into business and that have children, um, I think it's imperative that you, um, you have some game plan and some thought process around how you're going to shield the stressful times from your kids. 
And I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and add, um, or, or finish my thought, which, which was that I think both of our kids are aware that, that their mom and dad do something kind of different. Um, so they've had the experience of, uh, everybody in the class goes around and says what their mom and dad do. And they understand that, you know, we don't, we don't get a paycheck from somebody else. We run a business and, you know, for better or for worse, sometimes the business, um, becomes like an extended family member. And I think our kids realize that, that, um, you know, sometimes the tending to the business is important because that's where the money comes from to in our house. You know, we don't, mommy and daddy don't get a a paycheck like other people. So it's important that we, uh, keep our business going. So I, I think they've, they've realized that their, their parents are kind of different in that respect. And, um, it's funny, just some of the things they say, I can tell it's just, they're getting a business education just by being around us. Cause they'll say, they'll make funny observations about, you know, a business and, and I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I hear myself in them. That's so, so cool. I don't I, know what it's like growing up in a family yeah. business cause I didn't. But. Uh, right. And it's funny. Um, we, we live in Bentonville, Arkansas and you know, there's two cities uh, in Arkansas that people know of, and it's Little, Little Rock and Bentonville. Well, Bentonville, uh, obviously, is Walmart, J.B. Hunt, and Tyson, and then all of the 30,000 vendors that support Walmart. So, you know, when when they're going through this class exercise saying, hey, um, you know, what do, you, what do your parents do? You know, 98% of the people, well, my mom works at this vendor, or my dad works at Walmart or Sam's, and then, you know, Ian stands up, and, you know, people look at him like, you mean people actually don't work for Walmart. I mean, it's, it's this, it's this kind of, you know, this really, you know, clarifying moment in his life. And he's like, no, they don't. So, so I, I just have to ask, is there a Walmart greeter training school out there? There is, there is. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think anyone can do it. <laughs> I, I think that's no training necessary. Yeah. Right. You have to, you, you have to be good looking though. So um, I'm in. That's in. it. I, I think it's cool though that they're starting to pick up without the stress. Um, yeah, personally, I think if if you know, mom and dad came home and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to have to have hot dogs every night for the next couple of nights," I would have been thrilled. Okay. If it were pizza, I'd say okay. You pizza. you would have said pizza. I'm but pizza remember, guy. I'm Italian. I had pizza all the time, yeah. so you know, yeah. so hot dogs was different for me. But but I think you know, I, I like what you guys are doing. They're they're getting this sense of uh, a differentiation of what you can do when you you know when you grow up. At the same time, they're not getting the stress yet because they don't need the stress yet. They don't. And you know what? It's, I, I think it's unfair to dump that stress on a child. They're, they're just ill-equipped to you know, understand and deal, deal with these really complex situations. So I think it's just unfair. Yeah, you're right. So tell us, how is it that you started in business together? I know uh, at, you, you, Chris, have been an entrepreneur. You say serial entrepreneur. Um, you know, that's one of my pet peeves. It's like, ah, serial killer, serial entrepreneur. No, you're a professional entrepreneur. That's that's my new word. You're a professional entrepreneur. You're very good at it. Um, but uh, tell us how you started in business together. You worked together corporately, and then there's a transition. Talk about that. Uh, Barbara, do you want to start this one? or? Well, yeah, like where do you start? Well, um when when we worked together in corporate America, um, we I don't know I guess we worked together okay there. We ten- had a tendency to sort of drive each other crazy because we're very different um, in terms of our personalities and work styles. 
Um, but, uh, you know, as a side note, those tend to be the best business partners. I mean, if you're going to partner with somebody in business, regardless of whether or not you're married to them, you want somebody that's got skills and strengths that you don't have. So Chris and I are very yin and yang in that sense. I mean, every strength he has is my weakness and every strength I have is his weakness. So we, we really are good partners in that way. But I remember when we um, got married and we were leaving that corporate job, one of our friends there was like, he said, if you two don't go into business together, you're insane. And so clearly somebody noticed something about the two of us and our capabilities and our work styles or whatever. Um, but we had, we had thought about it. Um, gosh, I mean, for quite a while, um, we would talk about it frequently while we were in corporate America, we'd bounce business ideas off each other, you know, what would we do? And, um, so yeah, we left uh, corporate America in um, early, like February two thousand three, and um, opened our first business in fall of two thousand three. Chris, is that right? Sounds sounds right. Very cool. Want- what what was that business? Uh, we uh, have the we're the, our claim to fame is we brought the very very first. Uh, drive-through espresso business to the state of Arkansas. We actually had the very first uh, non-permanent structure with a permanent service address to the state of Arkansas. And we did that. We were before Starbucks. We were before all the the big chains got here. Um, And we had multiple locations. Uh, We serviced the people coming in and out of Walmart in the morning. Uh, we we were very successful at that. Um, it just the the toll of dealing with with retail and customers and all food the girls, service. yeah, food service and all the girls. We had upwards of thirty five to forty, you know, baristas, and they were young women. Um, I hope I don't offend anybody, but I yeah, will watch never, it. I, I will never manage uh, young women uh, ever again in my life. They are some <laughs> of the meanest. Meanest, most <laughs> conniving uh, human beings on the planet. Some of them were and, great, though. and very few of them were great. But you know, it's it's the getting the call at three thirty in the morning. Um, you know, a couple times a week, we just decided we to. We, yeah. we missed a wedding. We missed. I had to actually leave uh, the birthing room of my first child to go open up. Uh, one of the stores because one of the idiots uh, had overslept or whatever was going on in their lives at the time. But I remember getting a phone call. Remember that, Barbara? From a customer, Uh, yeah. From a customer. Hey, one of your stores isn't open. And I'm like, you know, that was my dedication. Uh, I spent as much time as I could with my firstborn. And then I headed up and opened up the store. So So we... We kind of typical entrepreneurs. We saw a need in the marketplace, and um, we opened what was a ubiquitous business model coming from Seattle uh, in a different part of the country, and it was highly successful. But to Chris's point, food service is food service. I don't care what you're doing, and it is a grind. In fact, some of the most unhealthy business owners we've ever met um, own restaurants and bars and and um, businesses in, in food service. It's just a real tough, tough. Uh, business. So after three years of that, um, we sold the business, and it was through that process of of selling um, that we got intimately familiar with what it means to sell a business. And it tends to be an eye opening experience once you go through it. You're like, wow! I just I had no idea it was like this. I didn't know how, this is how it was done. There were just so many ins and outs, and 
And I would have done so many things differently if I'd known I was going to sell my business. At any rate, it was this aha moment. We all saw another need in the marketplace here, which was for what we felt was a higher level of, of professional yeah. service mm-hmm. with regard to selling small businesses. So we opened yeah, we, our second business in 2006. Right. We, were, we were appalled at the level of service that we got using um, what we refer to as a business broker. And I want to clarify, we are not business brokers. I say that a lot. <laughs> um, we were appalled at the level of service that we got um, from a local business broker. I, every time I left any type of interaction with him, I, I felt like I, I needed a shower. I needed some mouthwash. I needed to, to purify or cleanse myself. It was that bad. Uh, but just the, the lack of understanding in business, uh, the lack of any sort of, of personal uh, and professional ethics, um, it, it just was an extremely eye-opening experience. We were in a, a, a growing uh, area. There was a lot of professionals uh, all over the world that kind of descend upon Bentonville. And, you know, we're, we're, we're opportunists. I, I, I make no, you know, I, I don't deny that. And we saw this need um, and it, it, it's, it's, you know, knock on wood. It's uh, up to this point. It's, it's paid off. And let, let me take a step backwards also because one thing both of you were very strongly opinionated about is the food service business stinks for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and we do have people listening that are thinking of going into business together. So don't, I, I, I want to direct this to them. Don't think that just because somebody says the business stinks, it's not right for you. There are some people that absolutely love that business, yeah. but you, you have let to me, understand let, you're going to be me, married to that building. Well, let, let me, let me, let I, me, let me give you some advice. Let me, and if, if anybody's and listening and they're thinking about going into food service, okay, I, wanted to get into the coffee business. I wanted to be the coffee guy. I wanted to be kind of the Sam Malone uh, of my own coffee bar. And, and to some extent I was. Uh, if you're thinking about going in, into fruit, food service and you don't really uh, have any experience or you haven't had uh, a, you know any type of an in-depth relationship with food service, I will tell you it is the hardest, most brutal grind you will be married to that business seven days a week, uh, 12, 14 hours a day. You just think long and hard. And, and what I would also you know, suggest to people is really find uh, some competent advisors or people that you trust um, and, and set up meetings with owners of food establishments and go in uh, and talk to them uh, and, and get some perspective. It's it's just an absolute brutal grind. Let me let me put some color on it as well because I don't want to discourage anybody from starting their their dream business uh, for sure. But um, you know, having owned one of those types of businesses and um, having worked with a lot of business owners um, later in their career who have been in food service, I've I've noticed a few things. Um, I, I kind of separate the world into people who are restaurant people or or non-restaurant people. And, you know, to your point, there are people who love it and they are good at it and they make it work and, you know, they're fantastic. And I, as a consumer, I appreciate them tremendously because we all love our favorite restaurant, our favorite coffee house, whatever. And, you know, I, my cousin is a, is a food service person. She's always been in it. 
Uh, she owns one of the most popular coffee houses on Pearl Street in Boulder. And she and her husband, to me, epitomize. Like, these are the people that own food service businesses, and they're really, really good at it. I think it's a very, very um, underestimated business model. So you need to be really clear on this is going to be about running a business with a huge, huge people factor. Uh, it's not about the quality of your espresso, although that's clearly important. It's about managing customers and managing employees. So there's a, a massive uh, human component to it. Um, and the margins are thin. Yeah. And so you're going to have to watch your margins yeah. like a hawk. I mean, when we when we were in our coffee business, let me tell you, the price of a gallon of milk would would send my heart into my stomach if it, if it fluctuated. So it, I, I would say that people underestimate food service. Um, don't underestimate it, it. It seems like, Oh, you know, how hard can it be? It's hard. It's hard. So <laughs> don't underestimate it at all. And um, you know, it is, it is great. And there is Chris mentioned something there. People fall in love with the idea of the front of the house. I want to be the guy up front and everybody loves me and I greet them and they love my food and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that, you know, that's a very small portion of the business, the back right. of the house and managing the finances are just as important. And so anyhow, we can talk about food service forever and I don't want to squash anyone's dreams. And if you want to call me and talk more about it, feel free, but don't underestimate it. This is a real, it's a tough business. So do your homework. Very, very true words and, and very good advice. Um, Barbara, you mentioned uh, something a little bit earlier, yin and yang, that you guys are yin and yang. So tell us a little bit about who does what, that division of labor, and taking that yin and yang, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and, and, and making the company work because you know what you're good at and what you're not good at. Yeah, so, so we're, that's a continual process for us, the process of trying to um, – make sure that our business is getting the best of, of us individually and, and together as partners. Um, and one of the luxuries of, of owning your own business is that you can sort of build it around yourself in some way. Um, past a certain point, that doesn't work so well. But, but when your business is smaller, um, you can kind of tailor it um, to your, your strengths. And um, so for, for Chris and I, we're – we're very, um, sort of, I don't know, he, he's the extrovert. I'm the introvert. Um, he's very good at developing relationships with people. I'm really good with the analytical stuff. I mean, you can, you can almost like draw a line kind of down the center and he's on one side of things and I'm on the other. But, um, I think it's one of the reasons that we've been as successful as we have been with, um, just a real small business with some outsource help is um, the fact that we're very clear on what we're good at, what I'm good at, what he's good at, what we're good at together, and, and then filling in the gaps with what neither of us are good at and finding out, you know, how do we, get, how do we fill that gap with somebody from outside the company or, um, you know, how, how do you address that? But, Chris, do you have something to add about yeah, I, I think it, it's, it was very clear early on, you know, Barbara and I were at corporate America. We sat on a floor with, you know, hundreds of people. Um, and it was very clear early on. Barbara is always the smartest person in the room. Uh, she's the teacher's pet. She always does things on time, um, under budget, uh, and it always looks perfect. And, uh, then you have, uh, Chris, 
um, who has a cubicle right next door to Barbara. Barbara is, you know, sitting at her, at her keyboard banging away uh, for the most perfect, you know, project. And Chris is, um, you know, one of my jobs, I'll, I'll never forget this, we were in wireless telecom and one of my jobs was uh, developing a, a, a business model around selling ringtones back when that was, you know, something that you could buy on cell phones. And I would go through, you know, hundreds of different ringtones a day, driving Barbara absolutely just batty. Uh, so in and amongst all of the, the ringtone development, I, would, I was a stop on about 25 or 30 or 40 people a day that would come and sit in my cubicle. She's the social butterfly. And we would be yucking it up. And, you know, the, the mm. in, introvert in Barbara, you know, was, was you know, where, where's the nearest pair of scissors? I want to go over and slit his throat. I can't stand it. Um, please shut your mouth. Uh, this isn't the way that my brain works. And in fact, it's uncomfortable. So we, we, we you know, understood early on, you know, our, you know, we were, we were very, very different people. And I think um, if, you, if you are going to go into business um, with any partner, I think you really need to understand uh, your strengths and your weaknesses, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. We've gone through multiple personality tests. I think the one we just recently did uh, was the DISC uh, one. And again, it just kind of exemplified exactly what, what you inherently know. Uh, but it's good to talk about it and go through it. Um, and we, you know, when, when there's, uh, you know, a, a situation uh, that's really um, highly emotional, people are yelling at one another, um, you know, you, you don't send Barbara into that type of a situation. You call in Chris. Chris can kind of smooth things over and, uh, you know, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's become very apparent. And I, I think it's, it's what has led to us being able to support our family for 10 years is really clearly delineating the lines in terms of what you're good at and what you're not. And I would add to that. You know, we've, done, we've done the DISC and we've done um, Myers-Briggs. And um, I think it's really important to not only understand each other's work styles, um, but also respect them. Uh, yeah. Because it, it doesn't do any good to say, you know, to just criticize each other. Um, and especially when you're, you're married and, and to say that you work closely together is, is an understatement. So if you're, you know, I guess there's probably some, some sort of thought around, well, you know, it, it must be easy because, you know, you know each other so well, but in, in some ways it's harder and, and you can find yourself having a lack of respect for each other's differences. Um, and, and I think you, you need to go into it being, being very clear on strengths, weaknesses, work styles, all of it, and then respecting that, um, and making sure that, that, you know, the person has what they need you know, Chris has lots of networking opportunities so that he can be social and do what he's good at, which is building relationships with people and, you know, make sure that Barbara has days carved out where I can go sit in the library in a, in a sealed off room with complete silence for six hours and get two weeks worth of work done. So, you, you know, again, it's kind of the luxury of having your own businesses. You can tailor things around your work style. You know, co corporate America is not set up for introverts. So, um, one of the things I love about having my own business is I can have days where I go work in the library or I come in on a Saturday because the phone's not ringing or whatever. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it can be a good thing and a bad thing, but, uh, we've, we've definitely kind of figured out, um, 
how to work with each other and, and how to how to get the most work um, out of each other based on our, our work styles and our personalities. And, and with those personality differences and, and the yin and yang, tell our listeners what the worst entrepreneurial, I don't want to say fight or argument, but disagreement you might have had and how did you work through it? Oh, wow. Well, so, let, I, let, I'll, I'll kind of okay. you know, set it up and then Barbara will kind of you know, finish it and flavor it. But um, one of the things, and this kind of goes right along with understanding your your personality and 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 how you interact with the world, given you know what how you're built and how you're wired. I think it's really important um, to do that because once you understand yourself, uh, and once you understand your your partner, and once you understand your business, there are certain um, people that you do not partner with and there's certain clients that you just do not work with. It could look, you know, extremely rosy on, on the surface. Uh, you can have somebody coming in who is, you know, complete, you know, salesperson who can sell you on how great they are. And I think one of the, the biggest fights that we've ever had, um, we had a, a, a local person who wanted to come join our firm and do what it is that we did. Um, I, you know, ha, I'm the, the, the extrovert. I, I, I want someone, you know, in the office that I can high five and we can, you know, be our own, you know, sales team and, you know, congratulate each other when, when we do things. Cause Barbara, Barbara and I, you know, Barbara's just not built that way. So the biggest, one of the biggest fights that we had is this gentleman thought that he was going to come in. Um, he said he had this massive network, you know, we were going to be doing, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know, every year because of his fantastic network. And, 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 and I remember, uh, Barbara and, you know, this is, this is where Barbara, her intuition, um, and her, her sense of, of, you know, what, what the, the, the truth, um, within people, she knew that this guy was so full of, you know what, instantly. And, and it, you know, this was five or six years ago. And I remember we had a massive blow up. You know, I, I thought, you know, you're just not, you're just not looking at our business. You're not doing what's best for our business. This guy can bring in so much. And Barbara said, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. This guy is a fake. He's a quack. Um, he has no business being in business. Uh, he's going to ruin the reputation of our firm and everything that we're trying to build. And we had this massive fight. It spilled over into our personal lives. Uh, this went on for a couple of weeks. And, no, and no kidding. I think a lamp got broken. <laughs> yeah, there was a lamp that got broken. Wow. Um, and and I will tell you that that as you you know evolve in your business and as you evolve as business partners, um, when Barbara tells me now after you know being in business with her for so long, hey, this guy's motives um, are not. Um, there's there's something not right here. You know what? I, I take a step back and I have full respect and I listen. That's made us better, but we had to go through that process of, of just, you know, in your face, just a brutal knockdown, drag out fight. Um, and we recovered and, and we're better because of it. Yeah. And we've, we've had a few instances like that. I mean, that was certainly the worst, but, um, you know, part of being successful is, is learning from from those types of situations. And it, it really kind of goes back to the, the, the roles that Chris and I play in our different personalities. And, um, Chris is a very typical entrepreneur, loves people, 
very optimistic, wants to see the best in everybody. And it's the reason why always, you know, in corporate America for sure, you know, I, I might have done great work, but I was not the most well-liked person. Chris was, Chris is the well-liked person, uh, not me. And, and that, that's fine. That's just kind of the way it is. But the downside of Chris's personality is, is you know, sometimes he looks past, um, you know, what, I, what seems obvious to me because um, I don't, you know, I just, I tend to not sort of interject all that, um, you know, emotion and feeling and, and relationship stuff into things. I'm, I tend to be super analytical. So, Again, that was kind of an instance where, where something that one of his weaknesses was coming out, uh, you know, one of my strengths was coming out, you know, his weakness looked like a lot of fun. My strength looked like a major downer. But at the end of the day, you have to make the right business decision, which we eventually did. And, and, and for yeah. the record, we both like you, Barbara. Okay. <laughs> just, just so you know, not Chris, not so much, but you, we like. Well, that's unusual. So thanks. <laughs> uh, let, let's uh, last couple of questions here. First, uh, what books are the two of you reading? Well, I am taking a, a a break from nonfiction because I read a ton, and um, um, I'm reading The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, which is a won the Pulitzer Prize I think last year um, for literary fiction, and it is wonderful. Um, so that for me is a treat because usually I'm reading a bunch of business books. So a little relaxation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was, and I was combing through Netflix and I, uh, you know, I, I clicked on a, uh, the movie version of Alive. It was the story about the, um, the soccer players who. In the Andes. Back, yeah, right? in the Andes. Sure. And the movie was just done so poorly. Uh, so, you know, you go back and you pick up, uh, the book and it was just such a, wonderful book it, you know i read it 10 years ago and i you, you, you can't put it down um i've also uh just you know we recently got through a book called uh, again going through netflix there was a movie called it was a uh, i don't know if they called it but it was about the long walk about the prisoners uh in the concentration camps in i think it was russia or siberia and they hiked uh out of there they hiked all the way through um siberia they got up into the into the mountains and and they finally were free but that was just uh the 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 author of that was just brilliant terrific and in the the nutshell version of what we're looking for now is a piece of advice that you can give to our listeners uh as i well i'm assuming that your listeners are people who are couples who are in business or in business or thinking about going into business together absolutely so they're they're looking for advice from people that have done it like all of us Wow, where do I start? Uh, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to say "don't do it." You're just not allowed to say that. <laughs> um, well, uh, it, it almost goes back to the the food service comment and the sort of um, underestimating how hard it's going to be. I, I would not think for a second that it's going to be easier to be in business with something be, or with someone uh, because you're married to them. Right. Um, I would say think long and hard, be very clear on, on your roles. Um, like any business, I would say make sure you've got your working capital figured out and a lot of the financial piece figured out because that's going to cause you a lot of stress. The, the two things I think people underestimate when they go into business with each other are um, the, the toll that it could take on, on your relationship as husband and wife and spill over into your family and also the risk associated with both of your incomes 
coming from the business as opposed to one income coming from the Walmart corporate job. Um, you're, you are literally putting all your eggs in one basket. So, um, you know, don't, don't underestimate the, the financial risk associated with going into business with your spouse. Um, you know, maybe that you want to take it slowly for that reason and make sure you keep one person's salary for a little longer than you were anticipating. Um, but just, you know, do your homework, do a lot of soul searching and, um, yeah, it's true. There are a lot of upsides. I mean, Chris and I get to plan vacations that, you know, happen during the weekdays because we can take as much vacation as we want so we can avoid the crowd and we can be home with our kids and come home at, you know, two thirty or whatever to, to go to the tennis match or whatever it happens to be. But, you know, there's a, there's, yeah, there's lots of upsides, but, um, there's, there's a lot of downside too. And you just have to be really realistic about it. Fantastic. And, uh, Chris, do you have a, a piece of advice? Keep it short though. Because yep. we're still, we're we're running short on time, and our our listeners are studying, getting mad at us. They're throwing stuff at me. Oh, I would say very quickly um, when when you go into business, you need to find really good advisors. And I, and I I used to cons- I was consulting when I was a candidate for my MBA. I consulted with the SBA. I've I've been through literally hundreds and hundreds of businesses, and I will tell you. My, uh, just, just advice. You find advisors that are more consultative. If you have an accountant and you see him, him or her once a year, you need to find a new accountant. Um, if your accountant, uh, if you can't pick up the phone and call them and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a big piece of equipment," if your accountant doesn't get back with you within 24 hours and tell you this is a great idea or this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, um, if you don't have that consultative relationship with your advisors. Find one uh, that, that, that will give you that time. And that goes for your, your financial planners. That goes for uh, your, your, your corporate attorney. You need to find people. Get rid of the yes people in your life. If, if, you, uh, just, if, 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 if someone is just there to tell you exactly what you want to hear, um, you're, you're, you're in trouble. They're not going to give you good, consultative, honest uh, advice. So that's, that's, that's something that, that I learned long ago. Uh, and it's 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 done well for us. That's terrific. Two great pieces of advice, uh, listeners. I hope you take all that to heart. And let's go ahead and move on to the next segment, the fun stuff. And this is the food round. So, um, if you guys, as a family, have a meal that you cook together, or is there a favorite meal at a favorite restaurant that you know, as a family, you get together and do, tell us about that. Well. As far as restaurants, um, we've got a couple of local favorites. One is a Mexican restaurant. We love going there with the kids called El Pueblito. And we also love sushi, which, believe it or not, you can get very good sushi in northwest Arkansas. So uh, that's the Seattle girl and me talking. i got to have some sushi. Well, you know, we get great sushi here in Phoenix in also. Phoenix, We're in the middle of yeah. the desert. So. Yes, you yeah. are. Yeah. There you go. That's it. So do you guys uh, do, do a cooking together? Do the boys like to cook or prep at all? Anything? You know, uh, we need to we need to get the boys more involved. Uh, Barbara and I kind of have different eating schedules, and we eat different things. Um, so we don't we don't do a lot of cooking together. I mean, I'll come home, and she says, "Hey, I need some chicken breast done." Uh, nobody touches my barbecue grill, uh, and I'm the I, I am the uh, undisputed king. I can barbecue. I can cook anything to perfection. 
uh, from salmon to chicken to steak to whatever it is. Um, and, 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 and I enjoy doing that for the family, but as far as cooking things together, um, it just, I don't, I don't, it just doesn't happen a lot. But Barbara, you, is that right? Yeah. But you've got that great Mexican restaurant and that's fabulous. We do. <laughs> so a great Mexican restaurant. So last question, red, white, or beer? Well, I'll, I'll jump ahead. in. Barbara is the consummate, um, cocktail snob. Uh, you're leaving out a category there. That's yeah, true. That's she's, true. She's got. I have stumbled across this great thing, and I'm gonna. I'll do a plug for 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 this beer. It's called Michelob Ultra. Half the calories, half the carbs. I can drink uh, a couple of them, and it's like I've I've had a glass of water. I love it. Um, it it doesn't fill me up. Uh, less alcohol content. It's just it, it's just something I've I've found, and it's just uh, it's just I, I love it. So you are the beer and Barbara's the cocktails. I'm the beer. I am the, the one very cold vodka martini with a couple of olives in it. Excellent. Fantastic. And let's just take a minute here to get some love from our sponsors, and then we'll come back with our pet peeve of the day. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Hello, listeners. We know that many of you are tuned into the show because you're looking to start a business with your spouse or life partner. If the business you're looking for is to help small businesses grow and prosper, if you're concerned about economic ups and downs, if you want a business-to-business company, well, then you want to start your own barter exchange. Want to learn more about what a barter exchange is? Don't even have the foggiest clue? Then go to www.barter21.com forward slash together. That's www.barter21.com slash together for your free ebook and a $150 discount certificate to their Launchpad Plus setup and training. And we're back with the pet peeve of the day. Uh, it, it, I'm laughing a little bit inside because really all I did was stop talking for a second and then edit in some commercial. So That's right. That was, and, and Barbara's given us the pet peeve of the day. Give it to us, Barbara. My pet peeve is people who contact my business and have no idea what I do. You know, it just baffles me. Like, clearly they're trying to make money. They're trying to make a sale. It, like they couldn't take five seconds to look at my website and understand what I do. Right. That's and that's important, it, you know. And and for younger people, if you're listening to this and and you're contacting somebody for a job or for anybody doing sales, look at the website. I got a lot from from Barbara and Chris just from their website. So that's that's a good pet peeve and good advice at the same time. So Barbara, Chris, thank you so much for being on our show. Tell us how our listeners can get in touch with you. Well, you can uh, find us on our website, which is alantaylor.co. 
Alan is A-L-L-A-N, two A's, two L's, taylor.co, no M. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm pretty active there. My handle is at B for Barbara, Alan Taylor. Uh, or you can give us a call. Our office number is 479-254-7887. And I'm also going to plug, Barbara, that you do some blogs for Forbes.com. And you're still doing those? Uh, yes. And we have a blog on our website, too. So that's good. Good business information. And for us, you can get in touch with us at Together247. No. Why are you staring at me? I don't know. It's, you give it, it's like the stink eye you're giving <laughs> you know, me. No, because I'm, I'm like trying to look and I, it's not down there on, the, on my piece of paper. So our website is www.together247.net. And we are at Real Together 24-7 on Twitter. We are at Real Together 24-7 on Facebook. That's the slash Real Together 24-7. And we occasionally periscope and we're together 24-7 on periscope. Mostly we periscope about our cats. You I do. Find, I, I, I stand there and look pretty because remember, do. I'm the You're better the looking, looking, smarter half. Right. I, I get it for the whole show. Right. You're the pretty one. That's You're right. I one. am. So again, Barbara and Chris, thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom, sharing a little bit about what you do and how you put family and business together. We enjoyed having you so much on our show. Thank you again. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Thank guys. you. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.